The Baseball Together Network presents the Seattle Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Julie Young. And now, Seattle Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this month's episode of the Seattle Baseball Together Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brad, and I am joined, as per usual, by our guy, Jewel. Jewel, how are you this evening? I'm moving and grooving. Had a long day. It's the end of May, so June sun is on the way something nice. like that i don't know very good rhyming i can tell you've been working on a book <laughs> i have very good it, very good it, work that's what you call a teaser that is what you call a tease very good so uh welcome baseball family like i said to this month's therapy session here we are um with a team uh dare i say underachieving um especially with what we thought how we thought things were going to go. But ultimately, though, like, I don't know. May's been a weird month, right? It has been because it's been, like, it's been as advertised. It's the way we wish April would have gone. It, yeah. So May, right now playing the Yankees, currently 16 and 11 in May. I'll take it. Especially yeah. given a 12 and 16 March and April. Like, I will take 16 and 11, potentially 16 and 12 if they don't pull this out. Right now, it's the bottom of the ninth. Julio just struck out. Um, well, but I mean, you got Jared Kelnick coming up. He's and the hero. He has been, right? Has been. Julio's been, been better. Julio's been great lately. Yeah, yeah, lately. But anyway, so today uh, we'll get more into this kind of stuff and uh, as we go. First, we're going to share three takeaways from the month of May. Aside from finishing over 500, which is amazing and on the right track, um, we're going to yes. talk a little bit about the City Connects after seeing them on the field and the performance in them. We'll address that. Uh, we're going to address the Dylan Moore situation and then uh, we're going to preview the June series. So let's get into it, Jewel. What is your first takeaway from the month of May? First takeaway from the month of May is I don't JP JP Crawford has been mm-hmm. nothing short of an all-star caliber top cream of the crop, a dude that's literally being paid 10 million that other dudes are getting paid 30 million to do significantly less. Right? Just produced Crawford he's, has been he's he's fully back. He's healthy. He's playing goal glove defense. He's mm-hmm. hitting. He gets on base. He has productive at bats. He's out there every single day. And he brings the energy. He brings the vibes. If anyone, if there was anyone to be named on this team as a captain, JP Crawford. He'd be the guy for sure. Yeah, I love healthy JP Crawford. <laughs> like absolutely mm-hmm. love. Like I, I knew it. I knew it last year when I said there's something up with this dude. Like he's not right. Yeah. And sure Zaddy, enough, he... Zaddy JP Crawford is back. Yeah. Zaddy J- exactly. Zaddy JP is back. Yeah. He even said it was at a post game interview. They said, "What are you? What are you seeing different? What's different this year?" And he said, "I'm healthy." That was his only yeah. response: "Was I'm healthy," and we love it. And he's he he is the guy for the leadoff spot. I understand putting him in the bottom of the lineup. I get that, right? I like, that. Because then yeah. you've got a guy who's going to get on base for Julio, who was leading off at the time. But at the same time, though, you want him to get more at-bats because he's getting on base so often. And he's such you a know? patient hitter in the box, too. Like He just mm-hmm. he just sits there. He waits. He doesn't 
he's not he's not overly aggressive he's like I'm, I'm gonna let you throw me eight pitches if you want to throw me eight pitches i don't care he he bats like a leadoff hitter he yeah. bats like a leadoff guy he gets Always out there has. and he works account he's a great hitter with two strikes he doesn't stress mm-hmm. keeps the same approach and it's two strikes and his, awesome his two strike obp or yeah his two strike batting average and opp is like in the 400s i i believe it i don't doubt that he's for half a second ridiculous with two strikes it's this season. Every time he gets up, I feel like he's getting on. Last year, you were just like, "Oh, how is JP feeling today?" But this year, it's like yeah. he's getting on. There's he's going to find a yeah, way to he, get on, and it's been awesome. One way or another, he gets on base, mm-hmm. and that's what this team yeah. needs. Mm-hmm. That's what this team needs. So I'm going to head in the opposite direction with one of my takeaways. Um, a, a major weakness, a glaring weakness, the DH position is still a problem. You called this at the beginning of the season. Yeah. You said the we DH is going to be a problem. Season. Right, yeah, yeah. Said, That's I what I'm saying. Before the season even started, you, you Tommy said Tommy Lestella like, is your regular DH. Then yeah, a problem on this team. Well, if AJ Pollock is your regular DH, you've got a problem. If yeah, Taylor Trammell is one of your platoon DH guys, you've got a problem. So I looked it up, and the DH position on the as a whole for the Mariners, bottom of the league, bat, bottom of the league, one forty four. Well, that's up from the point zero seven one when it was Tommy Lestella was still on this team. Well, yeah. But not much. No, not much. So, yeah, no, it's still a problem. There, there's a move needs to be made. There are guys like, who are on the market. Plenty of guys who out can there. be brought in as a DH. Several guys have been DFA'd over the last Solaire. week who could play you've, DH. You mentioned a couple. You mentioned Solaire in our chats. Oh my gosh, I would trade so much for Jorge Soler. I love that guy so much. Part of it is because he's been winning me money, but at the same time, like I oh, love yeah. Jorge Soler so much. He's been great. So Larry's but, but, an but the reason he's been winning me money is because he's hitting home runs. <laughs> so I mean, that's all he does. That's all he does. I know, and I'll take it. I'll take that guy. Like yeah. a guy who hits the ball as hard as he does, as regularly as regularly as he does, I would love that at the DH position. I would take Eric Hosmer as a DH just to get him in there and see if he can benefit from consistent just reps hit. because he he didn't get just those hit. in Chicago. He didn't get him in Boston. He didn't get him in Chicago. He got him. Um, Sparingly, the last couple of seasons in San Diego. A little bit, not Houston. last year. They were ready to move on from him pretty early last yeah. year. So he's been kind of without that bat and without a consistent opportunity. So I mm-hmm. I agree with there on Hosmer. I think he still has plenty. I mean, he's only like thirty two or thirty three. Yeah, he's. I think he's thirty two. So he's. So he and could he, have a lot of time yet left. But at the same time, though, like we're still. I th- I feel like some of our timeline is still skewed by the steroid era because that's when we grew up, right? Yeah. That, like. 32 guys like man this guy's just hitting his prime right but now it's like Mm -hmm. without steroids it's like okay 32 that's pretty normal for your bad speed to slow it down at that point and for you to start to have problems as a hitter um so maybe that's the case right maybe he's over the hill and he's just washed and he's done i don't know but with a guy with his past track record i'd be willing to give him another chance yeah he was great in kansas city yeah yeah. Plus, that would help Ty France to get a day off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. France never gets a day off, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Putting Ty Sam France, Haggerty at first base blew my mind. <laughs> don't take days off. I was joking about, I was joking about Sam Haggerty playing first on the big show this week. Because like Sam Haggerty is like five and a half feet tall and He's has so elite cool. speed. He is the polar opposite of a first baseman. <laughs> and yet here he is because we have no one else. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. You think, right. Murph could, you think Murph could just, you know, slap on that first baseman's glove and just go for it for a you game? You would think so. Yeah. You think. There's a lot that translates from being a catcher to first base. So Absolutely. That's why they move guys. I don't know. All right, Jewel, what's your next takeaway? My next takeaway here has to be, I don't know, some of the progression going down in the minor leagues. There's mm. some guys that are just very high on the radar. Um, I mentioned to you, was it Zach? Was it Deloach the other day when Jerry Depoto was talking about it? Was it Deloach or who was it? It was one of the 2020 draft picks. Um, I don't remember for sure. Or was it, was, it, was it Cole? It wasn't Cole. Cole. It wasn't Cole. It was um, Lockler. Was it Lock- no, Lockler's in single A. It was Deloach. I'm pretty sure okay. it was Deloach. But between those guys from the 2020 draft, like Deloach and Lockler, um, they're starting to show up in A-ball, and, you know, Deloach is at AAA. They, he spent time with the club during summer camp in 2020. He was on the 60. Mm-hmm. He got, you know, some experience around, like, the major leagues, being on, like, the taxi squad here and there. And he's been killing it at AAA. He's got incredible bat-to-ball skills. Just incredible. Like, he's dominating at the level you want a dude to dominate in the PCL. Yeah. Like he's he's pushing you know he's pushing Tremel for his job, he's pushing Wong for a job, he's pushing. I'm sure, a lot of guys are pushing Tremel for his job these days. Yeah, but he's like he's right there with them, and like 2020 draft pick, you know he's had, he spent his years in the minors. He's made it to AAA, essentially in 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Through the system in two years, so, and yeah. he's he's breaking. So I love that takeaway, and I think some of the other things are interesting, like. Um, Brian Wu's been killing it down at double A out of the rotation. They move a lot of move. a lot of good things coming up about Brian Wu. I think yeah. there's some, they, there are people I've seen on on fan boards who have been calling for Wu to be called up. He's been an absolute having an incredible season down there in double A, which mm-hmm. is where you want your your top of the line pitchers to dominate. Right. Um, and then they had what's his name that got moved to the bullpen and has been really consistent down there. Uh, Festa. Um, no, not Festa. Their starter. Oh, we got. He he got moved I, to the pen. I'm I can't think of it on the top of my head right now. now. Yeah, no, but I just I do know the Fest is having a heck of a he, he's playing really Fest well down the minors really right now. Well. So there's yeah. definitely guys down the minors who are pushing. They they're putting Cole Young at second base, clearing a path up to him. Um that's and then good. Montez that's good. I like is that. making his pro debut this week. So that's exciting. Nice. Right on. Yeah, I, I feel like Jerry Depoto does a really good job building a farm team. Um, he has a really good eye for talent. Definitely has an eye for pitching. I mean, having been a pitcher himself, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, but it's it's yeah, interesting some of the moves he makes. To like, yeah. Uh, it's interesting some of the moves that, that Depoto makes at the big league level. You're kind of like, hmm, I don't know about that. But anyway. That's for him to do and for me to speculate on, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, my next one. In fact, I'm going to talk. I am going to talk about pitching next, so we can talk about. Yeah, I put. I changed that. I put. I put pitching in there because I want to talk about pitching. Um, pitching has been absolutely nails lately. Like, it's, been it's unreal legit. that you have Issa McGee go down, and you're like, ah, shoot, that dude was like almost perfect in his second game ever, and now he's got to have Tommy John. Looks good. But then you have Bryce Miller come in. And you're like, all right, who's this guy? And he's setting – like he had a, a historic start. He didn't have 
any problems at all until he ran into the Yankees this week. And that you kind of expect it because he's got to come down to earth and the Yankees have a good offense. So it's kind of like, well, the timing works. I'm going to give him a pass, right? He got shelled. I'm going to give him a pass. No, this was expected. It was was needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he needs to be able to adjust. So I'm okay with that. The bullpen has been better lately, I feel like, despite the fact that I feel like it's taxed every single day. That they're like, oh, the pitcher, the starting pitcher had to go an extra two innings because the bullpen's yeah. taxed. Why is the bullpen taxed every day? That's what Joel, do you have an answer to that? Why is the bullpen taxed every with single day? Because I mean I don't know, because these guys are getting four or they're going at least six every day. Yeah. Yeah, like you've got your bullpen pitching like a max of three innings every single day. Like, why is the bullpen taxed? It doesn't make any sense to me. Is it because there are only three guys you trust? Is that our issue? I think I think it is because I mean, Flexen Flexen has I been moved so. completely, I mean, and they're all leverage situations. Situation. Like, Flexen has been moved. But your only leverage high... guy now. Well, you have two. You have Brash, and you have. And Seawald. Seawald's been incredible. Seawald, yeah, continues to be incredible. Um, Flexen, like I, like I said, they moved him completely out of high leverage situations. He's basically the position player pitching at this point. <laughs> that if you're down eight runs yeah. late, uh, you bring in Flexen and he he eats the last three innings, which I, I can appreciate. Um, I think it is inevitable that he gets moved before the trade deadline because of this. Mm-hmm. I don't Some know. Some team needs a, a fifth starter. Yeah, most likely. I don't know. My only question with Flexen is like, what kind of deal do you put him in? Do you include him as a sweetener to a deal to get a big name, right? So that it's like this team's like, oh, we're getting a big league, a proven big league pitcher. Or do you just like send him somewhere for cash considerations? And a player no, I later. think you no, because I don't think it's the budget. I think it's more like you throw him in with like an AJ Pollock or a Taylor Trammell to get a Jose, a, a Soler. I'd be down with that. Like you throw I him think, in, it's just a obviously I'd be down think, with that, but I think Marco's kind of in that same boat, unfortunately. Probably, yeah, because there are there are guys waiting down in the minors who could come up and start in this rotation guys. tomorrow. A lot of guys. So, yeah. Hey, I so they're in the 10th inning, and Gino just made a heck of a play to get the out at home. It remains scoreless with two outs at the top of the 10th. Very exciting. Love that. Love that. We need that. Heck of a play. We need this win. Um, we're on our third takeaway. Third takeaway. Um, man, it's just it's that second base, that glaring hole at second base. I mean – I really like Caballero, but I don't think he's a... I just don't think he's he's not the guy you want if you're trying to get get back to the playoffs. Right, and like he's the guy you want in there to to spell your infield. You want him to go and spell Gino at third. You want him to play shortstop. You want him to be at second. You want him around the infield to be your infield depth, your quality infield depth, and that's what I think he's proven to be: quality depth. That's but what I said about – that's the exact started. same thing I said about Tommy LaStella before the season started. I said, if you have Tommy LaStella as your start as one of your starting infielders, you're not a very good infield. But if you have him as a backup, you'll be just fine. I feel the exact same way about Jose Caballero. 
that if he's one of the starters, which he's been great, he's been really good defensively, really good offensively. He's excellent, like at working the count. Like he works the count. Like yeah, he's a, he's a really good hitter. He's he's a really yeah. he's got a lot going for him. He's a really good player. I just don't think that he's the guy you want starting in your infield. No. To take you to the playoffs. And I think Jerry DePoto feels the same way. And that's why you don't see him starting every day. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's a money thing with Wong, right? Like you've got to play him because you're paying $10 million. But yeah. at the same time though, like if, if he felt that Caballero was the, the solution to the problem, he'd be in there every single day. And who every knows, maybe he will be, maybe Wong will be dealt the day that Dylan Moore comes back. Which I, I mean, it's close. I mean, Demo's in Tacoma right now. Yeah. Him and Munoz are both in Tacoma. Yeah. Playing right now. Yeah. And they could be well, activated for this next series. Yeah. So hold on to that. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm going to go into my third takeaway. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Um, they need to stop taking the first pitch. I know it goes against convention. I don't care. I hate taking the first pitch because a lot of times that's the best pitch you see in an best pitch. I think the like, other teams like catch so on often groove, groove strike one because they know no, they're not going to swing at it. Start swinging the first pitch. Julio is one of the best hitters in the league when he swings at the first pitch. Yep. So as a team, are you ready for this, Joel? Yes. As a team, the Mariners oh have 632 plate appearances where they swing at the first pitch. They have 1,444 where they take the first pitch. So obviously taking it greater than a two-to-one ratio. Um, but on, when they do swing at that first pitch, though, they've got a 250 average and slugging 414. When they take the first pitch, 220 average with a 371 slugging percentage. Now, the on base percentage is a little bit higher when they take, but I think, I, I, I mean, I don't know exactly what that has to do with, but uh, I'm sure that means they're drawing more walks. Right. And maybe they're taking more with guys who are a little bit wild. And that's where that comes in. But I'll take I'll take a batting average that's 30 points higher and a slugging percentage that's 70 or what's that? 40. I can't math. 40 points higher. That's Mm -hmm. significant. And I understand there's like almost half, not even half of the plate appearances. But if they start swinging the first pitch more, they'll probably start seeing more success. I agree. I just I don't think this team is aggressive. They're too patient. They're too patient. Right, right. And they talk about like the whole thing was owning the zone. They had t-shirts in spring training that said own the zone. And you're not owning the zone if you're giving up a grooved first strike because you're just like, oh, we just need to be a little bit more patient, work the count. No, don't work deep yeah. counts. You're you know, you know who gets crushed? You know who gets crushed against teams that swing at the first pitch? George Kirby. Because he throws strikes. Yeah. And Gilbert I see, too. Yeah. Well, and uh, the uh, the Angels took it to Lance Lynn today because he was throwing first pitch strikes. They were up their first pitch swinging and they crushed him. They put up 12 Dude, on Mike the Trout hit like a freaking 470. Yeah he, yeah, he absolutely hammered that ball. It was insane. Yeah, they, said, fun to watch. they said that it was the fifth longest home run ever hit at guaranteed rate field. Or the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Trout's fun to watch. But speaking of the White Sox, I think the White Sox are our answer to second base. Oh, I'm, I love me some Tim Anderson. 
big on my, I'm big on that TA connection. I'm big on that TA connection. I would, oh, I would lose my mind. I would go buy I mean, an Anderson sense. jersey tomorrow if they made that it trade. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, we can offer them yeah. anything they want. Give them Tremel. Give them Pollock back. Give, give them, them a pitcher. I don't know if they necessarily want a, a minor league give pitcher, but I'll give them a couple pitchers if that's what they want. They need an outfielder because their outfielders can't stay healthy. They need pitching because their pitching is abysmal, and mm-hmm. they aren't going to be able to re-sign Tim Anderson because he does not want to be there. No, definitely doesn't want to be there. Yeah, no, I would go for the TA trade for sure. <laughs> Absolutely go for the TA trade. That's my hot take. Sorry, White Sox. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's talk City Connect real quick. So last month we talked about the release of the City Connect because they they were unveiled, they were released. They look great on the field. They look they do. They look outstanding on the phenomenal. field. Right? And this this but, thing is like I loved I loved them in the pictures. I thought they looked great. I wasn't huge on the black pants, but they look even better on the field than they did in the pictures. The City absolutely. Connect looks amazing. I have the hat. I love it. Oh my Excellent. gosh! Go ahead. What's wrong with the City Connect? Um, with the City Connect, it's just that we don't we don't win in them. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not too. But and the two pitchers that went Castillo, Kirby. <sighs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of teams struggle in their City Connects. Except for Boston, they're like what? What they? Boston that thing that I sent you, they were what seventeen and four in their City Connect. Mm-hmm. Houston does well in their city connects. I mean, they just won this last weekend in them. Look good, feel good, play good, right? Yeah. That's what you would so, think. I mean, but we're the problem is, is like, and I, I I am a big proponent proponent of stink on a uniform, you know? Like, this is going to be around for a long time. And if it continues to be a problem, then the problem is going to be around for a long time because I don't know if it's just going to do. They're going to do this one round of City Connect, and this is around forever as long as Nike has the deal, or if they're going to do the NBA thing and once everybody gets their City Connect, start over. You oh, know, more. Yeah, probably cash. I don't know if that. Look at new era. Oh yeah, why not? Well, I would. I would absolutely do that if I was Nike for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Expand the um, kids. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I like them. I love seeing them. It's fun, but so far it's like 0 and 2, and they don't play well. So. No, they don't. They look great, though. And the, I guess they're going to lose. Look, look good doing it. Yeah, they look great <laughs> doing it. And I mean, everything about it looks great. When they hit home runs, the celebration in the city connects. Whew. Well, yeah, the, that's the last thing about this. I think is that the uh, the trident looks great against the City Connect. It's it's yeah. like that celebration was made for the City Connect. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about Dylan Moore. We had the Dylan Moore situation, the Dylan Moore conundrum, if you will, coming up in the next few days because yeah. he's in AAA. He's been on a rehab assignment. So what do you do? What you you've got to get rid of somebody on this roster. Who's the guy who ends up going? Because it makes sense. You've got Sam Haggerty would be an easy guy to get rid of, right? As much as you love him, I love me some, some what, what do they call him? Uh, ham Swaggerty. Ham Swaggerty. I love me some Ham Swaggerty. I know. But he has not been good this year, and you can't just hold on to a guy because he's a good pinch runner. Right? And he needs reps. Well, you can, but 
You yeah, could also you can. That's up, Billy Hamilton made his way up, in the league. Could but. also call up Jonathan Classe from but, Able if you just want someone to run. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like you've got Haggerty, who is a proven big league runner, right? That he knows yeah. how to run the bases in big league. Oh, I think mm-hmm. the Mariners just walked it off. Just walked it off. <laughs> Caballero was the was the Manfred man, and Cal Raleigh hit a double to right field. Take back everything we said about Caballero. <laughs> no, well, he wasn't in the right? game though. They put him in there as a pinch runner. <laughs> who hit it to or, right? Uh, Cal Raleigh did. Cal did. Oh, okay, that makes sense. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, um, but I think the I think it comes down to one of three players for the Mariners. I think it comes down to Taylor Trammell, AJ Pollock, and Colton Wong. Because I think you keep I think Jerry Depoto keeps Haggerty on this team. The I versatility too. pays off. I think you have to either get rid of Caballero or not Caballero, Wong or Pollock or Trammell because Dylan Moore is not really good to play the infield probably. Because you right. have Caballero. He's pretty, he, he's pretty good at playing the infield, but I think Caballero is a better second baseman. But I do like Dylan Moore in the outfield. He's fast. He's got do. a good arm. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think Trammell's got to be your odd, odd man out. I think Trammell or Pollock. Proven- this is the thing between those two is that Taylor Trammell has not proven that he can be a consistent big league hitter at all. And he has minor league options, minor league options. And he has options. So, AJ know. Pollock, I know he has four home runs and two of those were in the same game, right? Like, come on, man. Big but one. yeah, so those, those are my guys. I think one of those three guys moves. So I Wong. If this is the thing, if the timing works, I think if the timing works out and they're able to, package Wong somewhere. I don't know if they're going to DFA him because that's a lot of money. For the, I don't think the Mariners are willing to just eat that money. No, right? not the Mariners that, that Yeah, that's why I don't think they DFA him. I would love to see him packaged in a deal, and which is upsetting to me because I was really excited about the Wong move. I was really excited about him coming to see Oh, yeah, same. Same. I thought that was a great fit. But, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Right? Sometimes it's two and years too thing. late. And sometimes it's two years too late. <laughs> exactly right. So... So I think I think honestly for Colton Wong's, Wong's sake, for his psyche, for his career, everything, he's got to move on. They've got to move him. I think um, so too. And I think if the timing works out, that's the move. But if Wong is still around when Dylan Moore is activated, I think it's Taylor Trammell gets option. Yeah, I just feel like there's no movement on any kind of trade market right now across the MLB. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. Nobody's going getting on. traded. No there are zero trades going nothing. on anywhere. It's crazy. It's, it's small because. Yeah, usually there's at least like a couple here and there, even small ones, but there's nothing right now. By now, yeah. There's been some really, really small ones, but it's just been involving like minor leaguers or very back-of-the-bench kind of MLB guys, so no one of impact. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's that's our take on the Dylan Moore situation. Let's wrap things up here. We're going to preview the June series. So Mariners finished May officially – 17 what was it 17 and 11 17 and 11 Ooh. i'll take that seven and three homestand to finish out the month like i'll it. take that every time especially That's salvaging that. uh saving a sweep against the yankees I'll, i'm here for it absolutely going into june heading on a road trip heading down to texas 
this weekend, and then next week in San Diego, and then in Anaheim against the Angels. Got two days off there Monday, Thursday. That hopefully will help things. I'm looking forward to that series against San Diego because I want to see how the Mariners play against a tr- struggling Padres team because the Padres have not been good at all. Hopefully at they all. can scout Juan Soto while they're there. Well, the problem the problem is is that it feels like the Padres could pop off any day, and you don't want to be the team that makes them pop off. You know, so it's going to be an interesting series to watch. Then, then, like I said, going to Anaheim, playing the Angels, and come home, got the Marlins. Maybe that's when there's a deal for Solaire when the Marlins are in town. Cross those fingers, but not too tight. And then you have the White Sox at home as well. That's six games in seven days, day off, and head head to New York, and then head to Baltimore, come home, host the Nats, and then a series to wrap up the month against Tampa Bay at home. I like the same record. I think we stay status quo and we just keep, you know, winning series. Two out of three here, three out of four there. I would, right now, with the way that the Rangers are playing, with the way that the Mariners' offense is going, I'll take one out of three in Texas. I'll take a split in San Diego just because it's hard to win a couple games on the road like that. I'll take two out of three in Anaheim. What's that? Is it a two or a three in San Diego? Two. Just two games. Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll take two out of three in Anaheim. Two out of three against the Marlins. Two out of three, maybe three. I'm gonna shoot, I'm calling a sweep against the White Sox. Yeah. Um, the tough thing is gonna be getting one or getting two in New York. That's gonna be tough. Are they against um, the Mets or against the Yankees in the Bronx? We've done it before. It's true. And then I'll take I'll take two out of three. I'll I'll take the you're two, out three there. two out of three against I, the Yankees. I think, they can, okay. I think they got some good intel this time around, and that short I think, porch I think plays they well figured to, them out. The and short porch plays well If if they can take two out of three from the Yankees, I'm going to ride momentum and go two out of three against the against the Orioles. Yes, that's a huge series. That would be enormous. And then better sweep the Nats. And Is that then, a three game? Yeah, that's a three game. And then um, the last game of the month is the first game of the series against the Rays. Mm, so, what do we have there? One, so, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You got 14 wins there. And see, that's a pretty good month. Two, three, four, five. You're 14, 14 and, and seven. 14 and seven. 14 and seven. I take that month. I'll take it. I'll I take, take it. 13 and eight. I don't know if it's going to be good enough to stay in the hunt because the Rangers are playing like a team possessed at this point. And I don't understand. But the nice thing, the nice thing though, is that the Astros have not taken off, and I don't think they're going to. They're, to be honest, I with think you. they're about to. I think they're about to now that all two is. I don't think I they think will. We, we were talking about this on the big show this last week. Is that last week or last year going to the playoffs? The Astros had problems. They had a major weakness, and it was that they didn't get on base. They never got on base. They relied solely on home runs. If they got anybody on base, they're hitting like two, maybe three run home runs. A lot of solo home runs, though. True. This That's year, they're not getting. They're not hitting those home runs. Is that the Astros can't string together hits, and that's their problem. That's the problem that they have right yeah. now is they don't string together hits to manufacture runs. And if you can't manufacture runs and you're not and you're not hitting home runs, you're not going to win games. True. True. So that's, that's why I don't, I don't think the Astros are going to take off. That's why. 
True. I dig it. I dig it. So maybe the Rangers fall off in June. They're going to fall off at some point, I feel like. They have to. They have to. I mean, but they've gotten – they have a solid core. Three guys, Adolis Garcia – well, four guys. Adolis, Jung, Semyon, and Seager. They've all been – They do have a They do have a good core, and those guys have been playing really well, and Jonah Hines has been pretty good. He's solid behind the plate for them. It's yeah, been really is. good. And they don't have Jacob deGrom really yet either. So there's that going, change. which is weird. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I still think at some point they got to fall off because that pitching staff doesn't have a whole lot of depth. No, but eventually nasty Nate's only so nasty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so how do you feel about June? Do you feel about the same? I'm, yeah, I'm there with you. About 14, yeah, 14, 14 and 8. 14. 14-7. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I However think, the math works out. Yeah, I think they um I think they I think they get some more some good momentum there. If they could take two or three against the Yankees, they take two or three against Baltimore. They come home, they ride that momentum for the rest of the month. So yeah. I think it's a yeah, struggle until the they Nats. get there. But the Nats, the Nats took two out of three from the Dodgers. Like I mean the where did that come from? The A's won one against the Braves. They won two against the Braves. Yeah, they won the series against the Braves. So yeah, I, mean, so I don't know. That's baseball season. But That's baseball. I don't know. But baseball family, let us know what you think about how the Mariners are going to be in June, how they've been so far. Well, do you have one major takeaway you want to share with us? Leave it down in the comments or drop it in the mailbag. There's a link in the description of every episode. You can send us an email through the mailbag. Jewel, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at BallboyJ. You can find me on the IGs at um, BallboyBlog, or you can find me at YoungDadPod. Um, stick around for an announcement in on the July pod for an aforementioned book at the beginning of the show that you might be able to get a copy of. Brad, yours will be in the mail, signed, autographed, with a kiss, lipstick, of course, for you. Oh, sweet. Um, I love it. So you get the lipstick version, but oh, for the excellent. listeners – Stay tuned for next month. Excellent. Looking forward to that. It's very cool. Um, you can catch me on the big show. Baseball Together podcast comes out every Tuesday during the season. We are also going live Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, not doing it this week because of some conflicts, but every other week we'll be there live for sure. So be sure to check us out Tuesday and Thursday night live as well. Baseball family, thank you so much for joining us for this month's episode of the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. We will catch you next month.